man. This just doesn't even feel right. Kill the music. All right, Mr. Backhill, are you there? I'm here. All right, we had a, um, I don't want to say a problem or an issue. Basically what's happening, and you know how things work in this business. Wes um, got too big time, so essentially too many people started listening to the show, and we're not allowed to use any uh, music anymore that is not generic. Wow. It's Wes's fault so, because Wes has all these views and all these ratings just yeah. taking it through the roof that, you know, we, we finally got got. We're, we're, we're getting on people's radar. We're, you know? we're, we're getting on people's radar, Mr. Backo. Okay. And that's a good thing. And, and you know, there was some, some points made that even though we broadcast from our iHeart HQ here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Green Tree suburbs, uh, and we have all this music obviously licensed in our iHeart Stadium with all these, our iHeart Stadium, our iHeart like, Studios. Man, we got a stadium now? Yeah, we do. We're going to take over Heinz Field, baby. Um, we we have all this got dad brain. We have all this licensed <laughs> music in our system, but it's the Pittsburgh Steelers who host our podcast, not iHeart. There was just some let's let's ease off this before maybe we get yelled at or maybe something happens. But we didn't want to let you down, Mister Backo. Okay, so you ready? I'm ready. Do 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 do. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Good friend of the show. Only friend that we like to have on the show. The one and only Mr. Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Mr. Big, big stuff right there, man. There we go. Now we good. This rendition of Wes is so good that the FCC might still look down upon that. It's so accurate. Wait for the horns. Oh, yeah. Mr. Big Stuff, how we doing, buddy? How are you? Good to have you back. I'm, take, I'm taken aback by that acapella performance by you. It's like right out of Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I, I can be, believe it. Hey, it's aka real like that, man. <laughs> Buddy, it's good to hear your voice again. You know, we had uh, we had some COVID-related absences. We had uh, someone go on the paternity leave list. It's it's good to have you back on the show. How you been? I'm doing great. Uh, I definitely would have predicted uh, Steelers 15, Browns. Well, and, and you probably would have known that we were going to go for a fake field goal and not be able to kick field goals either because you're a big J journalist and don't nobody yeah, have, and we know you get all the info. You have all the insight. That's why you're always so great when it comes to predictions. So we greatly, we, we, trust me, I'm not doubting you at all. And I figured that you already knew about the Melvin Ingram trade happening anyways. <laughs> so I knew that you were going to come up here and tell us, like, man, you know, you knew what was going on behind the scenes. And you're not surprised that it was the Chiefs that they were traded to or something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, I would have I laid all of that out for you guys last week. I, I would believe that, like, a fifth to seventh rounder in return for Ingram was probably the, the, the range that you could expect. But uh, all of that is, uh, is, is lost in the universe because – Mr. Yoler had to bring another life into this world. We'd love to see it. Congratulations for the first time over the air, my man. Yeah, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll have to get the kids, all the kids together one of these days. Uh, but, hey, uh, Steelers, undefeated since Olivia was born. WVU, undefeated since Olivia was born. I think, we're on, to, I think we're on to something here, Mr. Backo. Pitt lost the game since Olivia was yeah, born. Yeah, there Let's he is. Go. I wasn't going to say it, but that's why I love Mr. <laughs> Backo, all right, because he's not afraid to do the self-deprecation thing. You know, we love our buddy Chris Carter, but if I just said that to Chris Carter, he'd be like, oh, 13-9, huh? See, that's why, yeah, that's, getting all worked up. That's why I love Mr. Backo. Uh, Mr. Backo, Melvin Ingram, when these things happen, 
Do you do you think that it is best to just choose peace, right? It feels like the Steelers just chose peace in this scenario. Um, they could have played hardball. They could have refused to trade him to a team that they very well that they will see the day after Christmas, and that they very well could see for a second time in the postseason. Um, it, but it, it, it sometimes though just not worth it. Just get the distraction out of here. I think particularly maybe when you consider, you know, this is aside from a couple guys like Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Hayward, uh, Joe Hayden. You know, this is a relatively young, lot of rookie contracts, a lot of young players on this Steelers roster. Do you think sometimes that it's just not worth the headache? Forget where you send them. Forget what the return was. At least you were able to get something and, and kind of wash your hands and move on. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's a little bit apples to oranges, but you look at what's going on right now with the Browns and Odell Beckham, and it's a distraction for them every day until this thing gets sorted out. Every player, every coach has to get asked about that and try to come up with the right way to answer it in addition to simply not having a really good player producing for you on the field. And I know it's, you know, this Ingram thing has been compared to past Steelers instances, you know, your, your James Harrisons, your Martavis Bryant. But I think this one's a little different because, I mean, this guy wasn't here for very long. I mean, he, he, I think he was bought in to a degree, but, like, there's just so many other factors that work here. Signed a one-year deal late in the process. He, you know, he's got a family. He didn't move them here. I'm sure that was tough for him as well. Like, he, it wasn't a hard Band-Aid to rip off, really, in that sense. Uh, you know, They didn't get the kind of return that I think maybe he would have merited on paper. I thought sixth-round pick was a, a little bit low. But, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody needed an, an off-ramp and exit plan here, and uh, this was probably the best that they could do. Now, hearing Coach Tomlin at the end of his presser on Tuesday talk about, you know, his desire, why they like to build through the draft versus free agents – what were, your, what were your thoughts on that? Did you feel that, you know, this is a common occurrence with free agency guys, or do you think that that was just more so him speaking tongue-in-cheek in the moment? No, I think he meant that, and I think that's that's clearly the organizational philosophy here in Pittsburgh, and it's it's brought them a lot of success over the years. What, what I would maybe counter that with, if I'm sitting down and having a discussion with, with Mike T, is, you know, one of the things you're renowned for and known for is, you know, being that kind of leader of men who can get everybody to what he loved to say, Moti, jump on a moving train. Hey, you know how we pile. do it. You should be able to do that regardless of whether you come from the draft as a rookie or you come over in a trade midseason or if you come in free agency uh, right before training camp starts. So uh, I'm not saying this is a huge black mark on, on Tomlin's resume, or anything like that, but uh, I do think, in just the you know the, the most logical sense, uh, you, you could chalk this up as kind of a coaching failure or organizational failure not to get more out of a guy who I still think has some left in the tank. You know, based on what defensive coordinator Keith Butler said this morning, uh, pretty much intimating that he was not uh, close to their second best pass rusher. Maybe they aren't too concerned about what he can bring uh, against Ben Roethlisberger in Arrowhead Stadium the day after Christmas. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was an equation that really didn't work out well for either side, and uh, that's part of the reason why they call you coach is because you're supposed to be able to get guys from different backgrounds at different points in, in their careers to all come together for the common goal. Now, with that, though, how do you feel now about the depth in that outside linebacker room when we're talking Taco Charlton and Derek Tuska? 
not great, but I think that's one of those positions that often gets blown out of proportion a little bit by Steelers fans who, um, you know, there, there were so many people pushing for them to sign an Ingram type or a Justin Houston type before the season. Because, oh, we, we need that depth there. We need a, a great number three outside linebacker. Like, yeah, I mean, if you can, ideally that's cool. But we all know there's a salary cap and there's 31 other teams who are trying to have good stars in addition to good depth pieces. So it can't be well smoothed everywhere. It, at some point, you've got to trust in a, in a young guy or under the radar player or in Parker Charleston's case, a, a reclamation project to, to step in and do just enough. Uh, to give you good reps as a backup. So uh, it's, it's taken a hit, no doubt, on paper. But um, as long as T.J. Watt now and Seismic can uh, still give you what they're giving you uh, as starters, you know, you're, you're not going to – you're going to be able to withstand a little bit of a drop-off to Derek Tuska or if, if Taco Charlton gets uh, a little bit more up to speed, having him in there. So uh, it's not like Ingram was playing a lot lately, wasn't producing a lot. Uh, although, as I said, I believe Early in the season, uh, wouldn't surprise me if he goes out there and, and makes an impact in KC. Brian Backo with us here on the Blitz. He, of course, covers the Stellars for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. The Stellars. The Stellars, our good friend of the, the show. The Bears are coming to town. Ah, Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. Yeah, we haven't beaten these guys, Mister Backo, since like you and I were back in high school and Bettis was running <laughs> over Erlacher. What's going on here? Uh, it is a big stat. Uh, I'd have to look this up uh, and see if, if maybe one of their, they're one of the only teams that Mike Tomlin hasn't beaten in his He's coaching two teams. career. Yeah. Steelers? It's got to be the Saints, right? Well, the Steelers yeah, will be one of them. I think it's the Steelers. No, no, no. silly. I mean, you got to say that. Like, Tom Brady hadn't beaten every NFL team Stop until he beat it, the man. Patriots. Stop. <laughs> and Ben has, has beaten uh, every team that he hasn't played for, but I can't imagine he's gone as long – uh, since beating a team as he has with the Chicago Bears, although those kind of things are sort of interesting to talk about from our perspective. But let's be honest, there's really no carryover. I mean, right. even when you go back with a lot of the, the success the Steelers have had against the Browns, I mean, yeah, maybe some of that is like ingrained in the cultures there. But when there's as much turnover as there is from year to year, coaching staff, players, um, you know, it's. I don't think it's like. The, the way that you sometimes look at it from college program perspective, uh, the NFL is a lot more uh, moving parts and, and shifting pieces and dynamics. So it's just one of those weird, wonky things that, for whatever reason, uh, every four years when they meet up with the Bears, they can't seem to, to figure it out. And even if it's Mike Glennon who's beating them or whoever it's been over the years, uh, I do think that uh, at this point, um, you know, they'll, they'll have a pretty good chance to to get back on the horse against the Bears and get rid of that uh, 2005 game that they last week. So uh, let me ask you then, Mr. Backo, I, I, I wanted to get your opinion on this as we got just a couple more for you here. Uh, it feels like, you know, uh, we spent a lot of time early in the season talking about this offense. Could they carve out an identity? What do they do well? Where can they cut their teeth, right? And it, it feels like the last couple weeks we've started to get an answer to that. Uh, it's, it's Najee Harris in the ground game, right, being a big part of it. Obviously, it feels like the offensive line, while they're still not a finished product by any means, they are certainly much better uh, than they were week one, week two, week three. It looks like there's been improvement in progression there. It looks like they're starting to carve this thing out, starting to get more comfortable. Um, and I think we've seen that play out. Uh, is it safe to say in your mind that the offense is, is at the best place that they've been at all season and maybe even fair to expect them to continue to improve a little bit more? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, you don't want to get too uh, over the moon about a 15-point output performance. <laughs> uh, albeit, they would have had more if they'd had a kicker. Sure. But still only posted two touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, I mean, right now they are tapping into that identity. This whole thing flows through Najee Harris. I think everybody was a little concerned uh, at oftentimes last year that it was flowing through much to Ben Roethlisberger. Um, and, and that's not the case anymore lately, although – Ben's been very clutch. Uh, one thing you can say about this team's identity is you know, they do know how to win. They, they find a way a lot of times in these close games. And I know that when you look at analytics and, and the metrics, a lot of that's going to be luck-based. And you don't want to uh, have a whole lot of one-score games because just the law of averages says it's not going to always fall your way. But, I mean, you go back to that 11-0 start last year, a lot of those were dicey and, and could have gone. Uh, the other way, and, and yet whether it's the Ben factor or the Mike Tomlin factor or just all the experience this team has on defense, you know, you got to like the Steelers' chances when things get tight late. Um, so I, I don't necessarily predict that this offense is all of a sudden going to explode and start putting up three, four, five touchdowns and 30-plus point performances, but Matt Canada has been very adamant from day one that he doesn't care as long as they score more points than the other team at the end of the day. Uh, when, it's, when the clock hits zeros, he's all right with it. Now, do you see them expanding Pat Frymuth's role even more so? Um, these past couple of weeks now that he's been getting targeted more, we've seen him get into the end zone and come up with some really spectacular plays like that fourth down catch that he had to go ahead and uh, put the Steelers ahead. So from your perspective, do you think we're going to get his role expanded even more where we feature him? Yeah, I think so, and and I by process of of going down the ladder, I think you need to expand Zach Gentry's a little bit more too. I mean, those those guys all of a sudden are looking like a pretty nice, uh, you know, one-two punch at, at tight end. Some guys you can feel good about in, in twelve personnel, and there's a lot of reasons why that's become more of a factor. I mean, Juju not being out there is, is one of them. All of a sudden, your strength shifts a little bit, right, from the receiving core to the other skill position players, and, and credit those two. Young tight ends from the Big Ten for for making plays the other day. They've been very reliable. I, I can still remember Zach Gentry as a rookie training camp, or even before that NCAs. I mean, a lot of passes going through that guy's hands. He just did not look the part. It took a while to get him up to speed, and didn't necessarily think that it would be this year for him either. After drafting Fryermuth, but Eric Abrams' injury, as Mike Tomlin always says, it, it opens up an opportunity for other men on the roster, and, and both of them took advantage of it in Cleveland. I, I think you've, you've got to keep using that to your advantage if you're Matt Canada. And, uh, let's be honest, I mean, there's there's not a ton that has worked for this offense consistently this year outside of probably letting Najee Harris touch the ball, but it seems like they might have found something here in those two, and, and it can maybe make you a little bit multiple in the run and the pass game in those formations. All right, Mr. Big Stuff. Here we go. Uh-oh. The moment of truth. Are you ready? We've missed we've missed this, but now it's time once again. Stellars, and I know this is a little more difficult for you because you don't know as much now on a Thursday as you normally would because yeah. they don't play until yeah, Monday. In the week. But we know that you cut your eyelids off. You don't blink. You are a volunteer, <laughs> not you're, a hostage. And you're never watered down with your predictions either. You bring that heat. You bring that sauce. So, Mr. Backo, do the Steelers get off the schneid, get their uh, first win against the Bears in a long time on Monday night, or is it a uh, maybe a Chicago team that plays spoiler in primetime? What's your prediction? 
Last time I did give you guys a prediction, it was uh, me going Seahawks over Steelers. That one nearly worked out. In Big Geno Smith guy, but, Brian Backo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm not going to make that same mistake again. I'm going to go Steelers 24, Bears 21. So a close Ooh. one. Uh, the Bears cover on Monday night, but Mike Tomlin just too good in prime time, too good against looking quarterback. And uh, the color like rush. <laughs> yes, and the color rush jerseys giving the intangible boost to the Steelers. So I think they I think they get out of stadium with a win. I love it. Brian Backo is on the board. 24-21, Steelers get the dub. Buddy, appreciate your time. As always, great catching up with you, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. My pleasure. Talk to you guys next week. You Let's know it. Go. There he goes. Mr. Big Stuff himself. Brian Backo. Tell ne- you what, he never fails, like man. It's normal once again around here. Never fails when we have the Batman on, man. Now nah, I do love catching up with that guy. Twenty-four to twenty-one, he is on the board. We wait till Monday to give our predictions. But right? wait a minute, though. You know he doesn't do cap, right? He does not. Do, he also hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade. No, I, if you didn't say it, I wasn't gonna be able to end the interview. I was about to just start asking questions in the air. Hey, Mister Backhoe, um, what, what color is it outside? You know what I think we do? I think tomorrow we'll do like a an NFL Sunday prediction segment. You know, like maybe a, an expanded show me the money, if you will. Okay. And then we'll save our Steelers predictions for Monday. Does, okay. that, does that sound right to you? I mean, you're overthinking it, but we're going to make it work either way. Oh, buddy. You I know, know you're a thinker. Listen, I'm just trying to lay it out for the people. No, you're, you're a thinker, man. You're the man. first person in my life to ever you're, accuse you're me of being thinker. a thinker. So thank you. I appreciate you know? that. It's because I got to be with you at work. You, you you overthink sometimes at work, man. You just got to let it be. Just vibe. <laughs> let it be. Cool runnings, my brother. Let it be. Oh, wait. I don't want to get flagged by the FCC mm-hmm. once again. Do, do, do. <laughs> that was good. We might have to keep that going. We might have to do like a pre-record. Well, I don't know. Can we pre-record one? Because then technically it's well, it, again just don't ask. Just just you know forgiveness, not permission. Until that fine like Al Pacino hits. said, ah, that finds the game changer. Moats, I got a question for you. All right, it's not really a three question Thursday, but it's a question for you. But what if I don't want to answer? This is not a three question. If it's not a pack of three, I don't know if I want to answer this. Solo quest on a Thursday, they don't sound right. That's like eating tacos on a Wednesday. You feel me? It's true. Maybe I'll have to come up with two more. Okay, here's the first one. Okay, okay. Here's the first one. You know, uh, James Conner had a great season in 2018. Went to the Pro Bowl for the Steelers Mm -hmm. in in relief of Lev Bell. But the Steelers have not had a 1,000-yard rusher, Arthur Moat, since 2017. Okay. James Conner got close in 18. He had 973 yards. Yeah. Close. Mm-hmm. But no stogie, as my grandpa might say. Motsi, is this the year? Does Najee Harris... Three-question Thursday, question number one. Does Najee Harris break 1,000 yards rushing? Not total yards from scrimmage, right? Pure rushing yards. Where's he sitting at right now? He's at the close to 400, I believe. Give me one second here, and I will pull it up for you. Do, do, do. Oh, he's at 479, so he's close to 500. And he's got the extra game. Uh, I'm going to say no. Ooh. If we're talking total yards, I think he's going to have a ton of total yards. But in terms right. of just pure rushing yards, I doubt it. Just because when I think of that, he's going to need to have some 130s, some 150s under his belt. And I just don't know where that's coming. You know, now hopefully that hey that changes this week, and the O line has been playing at a higher level. It's been improving it a lot, but this offense as a whole hasn't shown that type of dominance just yet. When we talk about a thousand yard rusher, like you kicking some butt, you know what I mean? You got to stay healthy as well. Your guys in front of you got to stay healthy, and they got to still be producing like that. 
So that's my thing. I think he'll get close though, but I don't. I don't think he'll necessarily cross that thousand yard threshold. If you look from at, a, just pure rushing yards, right, right. If you look at it now, um, there's ten games left, four and three, right? Mm-hmm. Ten games left. So, I mean, yeah, he he's he, getting the touches. I mean, he, he's on pace for four hundred touches as well. So he's going to get those opportunities. But with those four hundred touches, or with being on pace for that, the health element becomes even more. The prevalent. Health element definitely plays into it mm-hmm. for sure. You know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think he does just barely by the skin of his chinny chin chin. Hey, they don't ask how. They just, just you know what I mean? They don't ask how. Come on now. They ask how many? Okay, three question Thursday. Question number two. All Arthur right, Motes. Right. We had a debate last weekend in the Euler household Uh-oh. that I tell you what, things got heated. Uh-oh. The crowd got split. Huh. There was a lot of name calling and finger pointing oh, and. No. Bad hygiene accusations. Jeez. Arthur Motes. <laughs> Three question Thursday. Question number two. Do you shower and brush your teeth? No, that's not. Believe oh. me, we do that. Oh, you had me nervous. Right, you listen, started we talking hygiene. West Virginia. You, you said right, hygiene. Hey, see, there's the oh, self-deprecation I, I talk about. Dallas, I wasn't even taking the Pitt w. fan would never make that Sheesh. kind of joke. Arthur Motes, my question for you. Mm-hmm. When you shower, all right? Okay. Do you, mm-hmm. number one. Okay. Scrub your legs and your toes and your feet. Number two. Okay. Scrub just one but not the other. Or number three, scrub neither and you just kind of let the soap roll down. What type of showers are we taking? What we, what's the, I thought the listen, purpose dude, of listen, this. I'm t- listen, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If we put this poll this out can't right be a now, real, this cannot be a real question. If we put this poll out right now I on Twitter, refuse. at least 40% of people would say that they do not Wes, scrub their legs or their feet. I I'm telling you. refuse to I believe that I do, this is I'm a telling, serious We went down a wormhole. Wes, I got numbers Wes, on this. Wes, Better than pro football Wes, focus analytics. Wes, if you're not scrubbing your what's the purpose? You might as well go take a bird bath. You might as well go stand right at the sink and watch the important parts, as my parents say growing up. Hit the important parts. I used to hit the important part. What's the purpose of the shower if you're not gonna wash your whole body? No, seriously. I, I, am, buddy, I, am I missing something? Here? I hundred percent agree with you, but there is a large faction. I'm not naming well, anyone well, in my there, are, there is a large faction of people so what out are there they cleaning who just it? like they're like, oh, I scrub down to my knees and then the soap rolls down. Or maybe they only scrub their legs or their feet a couple oh times goodness. a week, not every single time. So do they just wash upper body if they feel like they ain't that dirty? <laughs> I'm going to just go to the belly button. I'll be all right. The water hit the rest of it. <laughs> like, what is this, man? Wow. Uh, Motes, I'm J- just just when you, you think you know somebody. I'm just telling you. <sighs> I need the power grid. I need the power grid on this one. Jeez. Wow. We 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 this saw is for real? Uh, we saw a news story. This cannot be real. Man. We saw I, I a news story to and it started that this is a real. massive debate. I refuse to believe that this is real. Massive I, debate. I'm gonna stay in denial. I'm gonna believe that everybody that takes showers takes full showers when the time is light. Now, if we're talking, hey man, I got two minutes. I just gotta hurry up and try to get whatever I can off military people, right? Because Al, he was the one that exposed me to that. I'll be like, look, man. When we out in the field, we don't have all this time to take a glamorous shower. It's like you got about a minute or two, and you better get your gun ready and go. Yeah. So I was like, I could understand at yeah. times when You're he, like just getting your hair. It's like I can, I can get that right. I was like, I can understand that, but when time is allotted, he's gonna take a regular shower like the rest of us. Sure. Moats, I so think you'd be surprised like, how many what are we, what are we, people just clean their here, hair and clean the crevices and they keep it moving. For all that, why am I getting the shower? That's all I'm saying, buddy. You ain't lying. It, it, Fresh it, it, as I'm you scrub clean. everything head to toe, like, no what? excuses. 
that's the purpose of the shower. If I'm worried about my time, I'm not gonna get in the shower. I'm gonna go to the sink. I'm gonna make it work. But if you, it's like it's like I'm gonna take a bath, but you know I ain't really I ain't gonna really wash anything. I'm just gonna sit there. It's like, bro, what are we doing, man? If you're in the shower, wash all your body parts, please. I agree with you, buddy. Just don't. Don't go. Don't Google it. All right. I, I, I won't. Don't Google. I, I want to be naive about this. I want to believe that everybody is showering the you, way that I think you're supposed faction, to shower, man. Thirty to forty percent of the population. That, that is thirty forty percent too high. Do I feel like a long came Polly when he's like, you don't eat, you don't, you don't eat, you don't eat the peanuts at the bar. You know how many? Statistically, sixty percent of people don't wash their hands, and so what Seriously. you're really eating is urine and, and feces and, and definitely fecal. Because I can for fecal a fact, matter. how many times, how, how many matter. times have we all, we've all been the, that person in the bathroom? You wash your hands, and you're like, oh, he came out the commode, and he just hit the door. Huh. Yeah, especially if huh. it's a uh, like more of a watering yeah. hole than a yeah. restaurant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, bruh, um, yeah, what you doing? Wash your hands. Yeah. Wa- wa- wash your hands. Arthur Motes, I'm glad, Why is this on, a thing? I'm glad we're on the same page. I just don't one. like the fact that this is a legitimate thing right now, man. Just, just we're, 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 we're tucking, we're putting it to bed. We're going to leave it where it lies. I just can't believe this. What are we doing with our they lives? They say let sleeping dogs lie, let smelly feet lie as well, too. Uh, uh, if you ain't willing to wash blood, who else are you going to compromise on? Uh, uh, hey, well, you know what? The back door don't smell that bad. I'll be all right. <laughs> all right <laughs> take it easy. Hey, hey, you better stop. <laughs> all right. We got other three questions. Here's question right. number three before we both see, say something we're going to regret. Well, you, you see, I'm very politically correct when I speak on these things. Hence the word fecal. <laughs> Mochi, uh, my third pulling it out of thin air question Thursday for you here. Yesterday was National Sandwich Day. Mm-hmm. I need your uh, your sandwich power rankings. Your favorite two, three, five, whatever you want to do. I'll give you mine real quick. All right, okay. to give you a second. Number five, cheesesteak. Okay. Number four, pulled pork sandwich. Mm-hmm. Number three, bacon, egg, and cheese. Number two, okay. buffalo chicken, spicy chicken, hot chicken. Right, whichever way you like it, but yeah. some some type of kicking chicken. And number one. My favorite sandwich in the world. It's just a proper Italian hoagie, without a doubt. Arthur Motes, what say you? Man, that's a lot of sandwiches. I'm not going to lie. I don't eat that many sandwiches like that. Then just give me your favorite one. No, no, no. I got you. I got you. No, no. No, I got got you. I got you. For me, man, uh, I'm a breakfast sandwich guy first off. Sausage, egg, and cheese is always going to be number one. Prefer it on a biscuit, but I don't mind if it's on a warm Kaiser roll. Shout out to Louis and Buffalo, one of my favorite breakfast spots ever. Or you can always go McDonald's. Can't go wrong with that. And shout out to Burger King as well. But either way, it has to be sausage and cheese in, you know, whatever form of bread you want to have it. Then after that, man, I will probably go Philly cheesesteak. And I'll just leave it as cheesesteak because sometimes I like the pizza steak as well, you know. But I don't want to get too specific, so I'll just say the Philly cheesesteak. I hope my Philly family's not listening. They might come here with torches and pitchforks. You know what I mean? So I'll just leave it as that because, yeah. What's the purpose of having 30 different styles of cheesecake if I can't order 30 different styles of Philly cheesesteak? That's all I'm saying. It's like so, yeah. you don't just have the same pizza for eternity. Yeah. You know? Oh, you, you you can't eat. Who's going to eat a pepperoni steak? That's not the same. Well, I'm supposed to eat just pepperoni pizza every single day for the rest of my life. I can't have a meat lover's. What about the Hawaiian? Can I have the Mediterranean? No, I, why do you make them then? That's all I'm saying. Why do you make them? <laughs> so that's the next thing on my list. And then from there, man, pulled pork because that's something yeah. that I love. Love and, it. Yeah, I mean, you can never go wrong with the pulled pork, whether you're making it or I know as a kid, man, that was one of the go-tos, man. Oh, we got pulled pork. Let's get it. Let's get it. So I'm trying It's to very versatile. And then for the OGs out there, man, give me a hot ham and cheese, man. Cut that thing up. Fry it up nice in the, in the pan. You know how we get it in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cut it in the squares, though. I like my squares. Mm. And after that, I'm good. Steve says turkey bacon. That's a good one. 
Rod Dollar says PBJ egg sandwich. Oh yeah, sm- uh, smoked, PBJ smoked is smoked turkey whew. sandwich. PBJ is fire. Cousin, I make some chronic smoked turkey sandwiches the day after Thanksgiving. Let me tell you. Anytime we talk about chronic smoked turkey sandwiches, I know they are fire. Fire. Sensei says, bros, my girlfriend and I were literally just talking about this debate last night. Those feet better be washed every night. Facts, bro. Like, what do we t- Like, come Rod on, Dallas man. says some people just go underwater with no soap and they call that washing. <laughs> like, yo, did the soap hit your bite? No, the water did. I'm clean. How? Water by itself doesn't clean you. Steelers man 7 says clean everything. Lord. Like, like, like bro, water is not going to clean you. That's what soap is for. You notice hand sanitizer isn't just H2O, right? Have you noticed that? You notice when you yeah. pick up rubbing alcohol, you're it's not, not just H2O on a bottle. When you're 12 years old and you're like, <laughs> oh, mom, I went to the pool today. I'm good. It's a, all right. No. Hey, you're an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> C- chlorine isn't going to – no. It, take a shower and wash all the parts, all of them, okay? <laughs> if you got time for a shower, and you got time for soap and water to hit you. Knees and toes. It is that knees simple. And toes. Seriously, bro. There's like, a reason they repeat knees and toes, knees and toes yes, twice in that. yes. Because everyone's forgetting about us. Jeez. <laughs> we ne- got to go ne- to break. Ne- ne- next, they're going to hit us with the, I brush my teeth, but I don't really use toothpaste. I just use the water. The water cleaned it. I got all that stuff out there. I'm good. Boy. Trifling. I can't believe these people. <laughs> we got to take a break here, but when we come back, you know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. We'll get to all of your tweets, your reactions uh, from today's conversation. It'll be your segment uh, we also might have to kick around this whole OBJ situation. It's only your segment if you wash your knees and your toes, though. <laughs> if you're not washing your knees and your toes, you go home. Don't don't tweet us. <laughs> it's the Steelers blitz on SNR.